Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa. Buddham dhammam sangham namasami. I thought today I can talk about uh, uh, community, Sangha, kind of uh, relationships, teachers, students, When Ajahn Sumedho became a, a, a novice, he was about uh, 30, 31, something like that. He's been practicing for quite some time, meditating in uh, Bangkok, been uh, reading Buddhist uh, books, for many years before that and uh, when he became a novice he spent uh, a year in uh, Kuti all by himself in a quiet monastery I don't know whether it was quiet in general or just for him Certainly for him it was a, a retreat place. The food was brought to him and uh, all he ne needed to do is just to practice, to meditate. Kind of a paradise. And... Uh, he had quite uh, powerful experiences during that year, whole year, just just by himself and uh, a small book, a book, uh, I think it was Nyana Tiloka, the words of the Buddha, the kind of essential uh, teachings on maybe like 50 pages or something. And uh, he had uh, what he was uh, calling powerful experiences. Even uh, thought uh, at one time that he was enlightened. 
then uh, conditions changed and his uh, um, perception has changed, his understanding of uh, what happened. And But then at the end of the year, one of the experiences, one of the realizations was that uh, he needs uh, Uh, a form, a clear, defined structure, something that uh, he would have to uh, surrender to, give himself to, something which will not be created by himself, something that he could not change at will, just like Today this is right, and uh, tomorrow something else will be right. So it wasn't just a thought, it was a realization, understanding this is what is needed. And so he went on to live with uh, Ajahn Chah in Wat Papong which was uh, a strict place, a strict structure. A lot of it he didn't uh, like. He felt that uh, as a foreigner he doesn't need to sit and listen to talks that he didn't understand. But Ajahn Chah would not make a exceptions. It doesn't matter that you don't understand what is being said. Everyone is sitting through the talk, so you also sit through the talk, just like everybody else. He would go and say, you yeah, would be better off meditating. But he was told, no, just do what everybody else does. And uh, this is uh, what he was actually looking for initially, that re realization, I need a structure, I need to be contained. As we know his story, he uh, grew up in the, or he went after the military, he went to university in the West Coast of uh, United States was very liberal, enjoyed the, all the freedoms and uh, all the 50s and 60s and so on. So in a way <clears throat> it kind of uh, resembles uh, the story of the of the Buddha where he he grew up uh, in uh, comfort and, uh, we can say, luxury, but uh, realized that uh, it's not uh, it's not satisfying.
you can't live like that. It would not be right to live like that for the rest of your life. And uh, so the he went he went on to look for for teachers for teachers who would uh, show what is uh, beyond comfort beyond uh, what is conditioned what is uh, stressful and uh, having surrendered to uh, the life in Vatpapon uh, to the community, to the Sangha, the way the Sangha was at the time, with all its uh, uh, strictness and uh, discomforts, and whatever whatever community life brings, the Sangha life brings, Ajahn Sumedho has uh, become what, what he is now. The way some of us know him, or some of us uh, read about him, someone we look up to, as uh, some of us at least, as a teacher, as an example, And uh, when we, uh, in the scriptures, when we read the Ananda's words to the Buddha, saying, Lord, it seems to me that uh, community is uh, half of the holy life. The Sangha life is half of the holy life. And the Buddha replies, no, 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 it's, uh, it's not a half, the whole of holy life. It's a community life. Obviously, it's not just the community life, because he also encouraged people who are ready to, to go to look for solitude, to practice in solitude. those who are ready. There is a famous uh, story when he's uh, traveling with a monk and uh, a monk becomes inspired to uh, practice on his own, practice in solitude. So he asks the Buddha's permission and the Buddha says, no, stay with me. 
So the monk asks three times. And eventually Buddha says, well, if you ask three times, then do what you like. So the monk goes off to meditate and uh, is uh, obsessed by unwholesome thoughts and mental states. And then at the end of the day thinking, that's that's incredible. How am I full of faith being so obsessed? So he returns to the to the Buddha, understanding that he's not ready to be alone. Why is it uh, that uh, community is uh, so central to our practice, to our spiritual life? Like this morning, Ajahn Congrete was telling us that uh, each one of us who comes here is uh, part of part of this, part of the community. And uh, we contribute ourselves, like we, we make, just like flowers make a, a arrangement, different flowers. Community changes over time. Some people come, some go. But uh, that uh, the world, the sort of the importance remains. Why is that? Perhaps because we learn from each other. Perhaps because the best way of uh, learning is by being in the presence of someone who is experienced. seeing the behavior of uh, those who been here longer than us, practiced longer than us, just like uh, children watching their parents, learning from their parents, from the elder brothers and sisters. Somehow, we as social creatures, we pick up, we pick up habits, we pick up behaviors, we pick up uh, the way we do things way we understand things, understand who we are, understand the world around us.
and uh, it is uh, so important to human beings that if we are not growing up in the right setup we don't uh, become a full complete human being there are stories of uh, children who been brought up by animals and at certain at certain age they can't become humans anymore they are too old to change even if they try to learn they can't really So growing up with our parents we are receiving what we would call conditioning training and uh, parents have different roles for us they address different side of our of our heart of our being usually the father's role is to to give the limitations set the boundaries be the kind of container of uh, what I am how I behave what's appropriate when how to be a man preparing one for life so that uh, i know how to behave in a certain situations and uh, i can prosper and uh, often it's not something that we like or agree with maybe be like uh, mother modern father so mother is uh, loving and caring comforting forgiving i have this thought that perhaps for for the girls it may be opposite maybe it's the mother who has to set the boundaries and be the authority the trainer and the father is the loving and caring 
presence. Judging by my own emotions when I witnessed my nieces to growing up, I can say that nothing can melt a man's heart as a little girl giving you a smile. And if we don't, for whatever reasons, have that conditioning, then there is something not quite developed, not quite grown up, something incomplete, not understood, that perhaps later in life we have to catch up, try to attend to. Every conditioning has to be transcended. Liberation is uh, transcendence of conditioning. But uh, we can't transcend if we are not mature enough. I hope I'm making myself uh, clear. For something to be transcended, it has to be understood. For something to be understood, it has to manifest, has to be manifested. So for, for something to manifest, it needs to be attended to. We need to actually look at it. Need to sort of, uh, in a way, make it real. And uh, so just like our parents conditioned ourselves to, to become human beings, to become men and women, our teachers, our Sangha, our Vinaya, our meditation conditions us. to our adulthood, to our maturity in a spiritual life, for the completeness of our spiritual path. 
So if we think that we can just meditate, then we are actually missing on something. If we think that just putting on robes and keeping on the rules is enough, we are missing on something. They have to be both. So, putting on robes and uh, keeping the rules is a container. The boundaries is like a father. And then, uh, to extend this simile, Mother is uh, meditation. And the wisdom is the child. Wisdom is the child that becomes adult. grows up to maturity. Transcending both mother and father, going beyond, being independent, that's what adult is, they're not dependent on their parents. So there will be a time when we mature and become independent on uh, meditation, vinaya, whatever rules. Independent means we don't lose respect and appreciation for our parents, love and understanding for them. When we were growing up, perhaps we were resenting authorities and uh, them trying to control us. We were resenting, perhaps, them making fuss and being all kind of worrying and caring. When we grow up, we understand that, appreciate that, respect that.
sometimes I don't know if it's same probably not same for everyone but seems like there is um, when we come first we are all quite inspired by the Sangha, the community. We are projecting some kind of uh, holiness and expectations of uh, compassion and wisdom and uh, what not. Seeing this uh, strange-looking people as some some really, really special, special beings. And then, uh, after a while, losing that sort of uh, charm, being disenchanted, seeing uh, the ordinariness and uh, uh, some shortcomings and uh, uh, faults in uh, those who seem to be almost holy. So we lose, lose inspiration, maybe lose faith. feel perhaps uh, kind of cheated. It's not what I was expecting. Swinging between positive, over-positive and negative perceptions. But if we continue living, practicing, observing, growing wisdom, then we we see deeper. We perhaps become less dependent on the Sangha, but uh, also more understanding more appreciative and grateful. Just like to our parents, if we were lucky to have a parents that we had a good connection with, good parents. So often you hear, you see, we experience lack of connection with our parents. Whether it is kind of uh, coming from them or from us, 
whatever reasons. And then we grow as a kind of a maybe not incomplete, but kind of a defective, psychologically defective. And then uh, looking to to correct whatever it, it was, lack of love or lack of uh, guidance, lack of boundaries. Lack of attention, lack of consistency. And it can be corrected. It needs uh, attention. And so with the holy life, if you, if you feel that uh, the community you ordained in or you are living in did not provide you with the right training, or whatever, be corrected. It needs uh, attention. Attention like uh, mindfulness. Mindfulness is uh, Wakefulness, awareness, keeping rules and uh, meditating is not uh, is not enough. There need to be that attentiveness wakefulness for the realization for wisdom from our teachers from our parents from our sangha we can only learn this much we can only learn the conditioning. Meditation, peaceful state of mind, gives us comfort. But again, it's a, it's a conditioning. It's something that uh, uh, it's wholesome, it's good, it uh, 
leads to happiness, contentment. But uh, it's not the end of the holy life. It's not its maturity. It's not its end. So to transcend that, to go beyond that, need to understand that. So whatever is to be transcended needs to be understood. For something to be understood, it needs to be manifested. You can't transcend something you cannot don't have. You don't experience. Right, I don't want to repeat myself. So that's the the thoughts that I wanted to share with you.